6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. The news making headlines today that Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, being remembered for carving out a role for himself as the Queen's honest and unwavering bedrock of support throughout their 73-year marriage. Prince Philip died this morning at Windsor Castle at the age of 99. This was the announcement on the BBC this morning. We are interrupting our normal programmes to bring you an important announcement. You're watching BBC News from London. A short while ago, Buckingham Palace announced the death of His Royal Highness Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. In a statement, the palace said, it is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen announces the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness, the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. His Royal Highness passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Further announcements will be made in due course. The royal family join with people around the world in mourning his loss. BBC Television is broadcasting this special programme reporting the death of the Duke of Edinburgh. So that was the announcement on the BBC earlier today. While the bells of the Peace Tower on Parliament Hill rang 99 times this morning to honour a man that Prime Minister Trudeau says will be remembered as a dedicated philanthropist and a champion of young people. First... Let me begin by saying that it is with deep sadness this morning that we all learned of the passing of His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. Prince Philip was a man of service, motivated by a sense of duty to others. I know that through the Duke of Edinburgh's award, he helped empower millions of young people from all backgrounds, including here in Canada, to realize their greatest potential. And that's just one example of his many contributions. Prince Philip will be remembered as a champion for young people, a decorated naval officer, a dedicated philanthropist, and a constant in the life of Queen Elizabeth II. You've heard talk today about the Duke of Edinburgh Award. It was launched in 1956. It's a program that offered practical, cultural, and adventurous activities for young people in more than 100 countries, including right here in Canada. Now, Prince Philip had spent four weeks in hospital earlier this year before returning to Windsor Castle in mid-March. Now get this, by Buckingham Palace's count, Prince Philip carried out more than 22,000 solo engagements in Britain alone and thousands more at the Queen's side. He accompanied her on every one of her 271 trips abroad, including 23 trips to Canada. That last visit they made to Edmonton was in 2005. Theirs is a love story that withstood some huge challenges. To reflect on the life and legacy of Prince Philip, we are joined this afternoon by Keith Roy, the regional coordinator for the Monarchist League in Western Canada. Keith, welcome to the show this afternoon. Thank you for having me. How are you remembering Prince Philip today? Well, this this is an incredible life. I mean, uh, to live to live 99 years in and of itself is an accomplishment. But then to have had such a meaningful life of support to the crown, uh, to have established uh, a legacy of the awards that you mentioned in your intro there, um, and to have just been so supportive of the Queen herself, who has been so important to Canada and and its growth as a nation. Um, it's it's a time of celebration for a life well lived and a time of sadness and mourning for the very 
the very personal loss that mm -hmm. the Queen and her family have suffered today. Keith, you, you talk about uh, the Prince's support to the Queen, of course, and the Commonwealth. He was a very independent man before their, their marriage. He was very competitive. He was a successful naval officer when uh, Prince Elizabeth's father, or Princess Elizabeth's father died. It thrust her into the role of the Queen. I think it was at the age of 25. And he became really the ultimate supporting figure, right? I mean, he was always there. What impact, you know, from, from your research and your knowledge, what impact did he have on the Queen in the early days of her reign, and how did that develop over the years? Well, he, he was very much a partner from the beginning, and I'll, I'll point to two things in particular. Um, we've all seen footage of the coronation, um, mm -hmm. video footage uh, from the, the 1952 coronation. What's amazing about that is Prince Philip is the one who advocated that that filming take place. Yeah. And the way that worked in Canada, the BBC filmed it in two segments. They flew it on an RAF flight over to Newfoundland, and then it was flown to Toronto where the CBC pushed it out. And Canadians were watching this footage within eight hours of it happening in the 50s. This was unheard of. And and he advanced that cause to bring, to, to shine some light and kind of pull back the curtain a little bit on the monarchy. The second thing is at that exact same service, he stood behind his wife, not beside her. He stood behind her, and then he ultimately knelt in front of her mm -hmm. as a sign of respect for her job as the sovereign, uh, but also because uh, she was his wife. And, you know, you think of that today, we, we think, oh, you know, a man and woman can stand together, and we're just barely reaching a point where that's the norm. <laughs> he literally stood behind his wife 70-plus 70, 70 years ago, and has supported her his entire life. That's that's a sign of a very modern man, um, and who's who's well ahead of his time in the world. Keith, you mentioned uh, the, uh, the the uh, the the television, the the filming of the coronation, and the fact that people were able to watch that. And you you mentioned that it was the prince that that had pushed for that. And I was going to ask you about his role in in pushing the monarchy into the modern media era, and that was really the start of it. We saw you know, other uh, work by him over the years. I wonder, and I'm just, this just popped in my head. I wonder, you know, you know, years later, if he regretted that given everything that uh, the family had gone through and more cameras were around and, and that, that furious need uh, for the paparazzi to be fed. Well, that's, that's just something that came with the world, but by allowing members of the royal family to control it on their own terms mm. um he's he recognized that from a messaging standpoint you want to be in control mm -hmm. and i'll point to another more modern example that most people will remember when princess diana died um and william and harry were uh, rightfully so you know nervous and upset to walk behind their mother's casket in the procession uh, it's an well documented that, that their grandfather prince philip was the one who encouraged them um, and said, you know, you're going to regret this later if you don't do this now. And it's going to be hard, but it's, it's something you have to do. And he walked with them. That's right. Uh, you know, he, he understood, he understands the role of the crown and its importance in providing confidence to uh, the nations, Canada, the UK, and the other Commonwealth countries. But he also understood the importance for the individuals in the family, like William and Harry, and what it would mean to them later. You know, they were at a young age, and maybe they didn't recognize the importance of, of doing that. And looking back, they they probably, you know, are quite proud that they had done that. And their grandfather stood with them. Keith Roy with the Monarchist League of Canada joining me this afternoon as we take a look at the life and legacy of Prince Philip, who passed away earlier today at the age of 99. Um, 
Tell us about his support of volunteerism, giving back, his support of young people through so many different projects over the years. Mm-hmm. So the, the Duke of Edinburgh Awards were established in, I believe, 1956 and brought to Canada in the early 1960s. And literally tens of thousands of Canadians have gone through this program and achieved this award, which, you know, promotes a, a basically it, it says not all learning takes place in the classroom. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's outdoor education, a lot of it's community based. Um, and that creates better citizens and better citizens create better communities and better lives for all of us. So the impact, while not, you know, direct, I met Prince Philip, therefore he did this, his establishment of that uh, awards regimen uh, throughout Canada and the Commonwealth has had an incredible impact on how we are as a country. Primarily his support of the Queen in her Mm -hmm. uh, fulfillment of her duties. I mean, you just, you can't overstate the importance of that for her personally and for Canada as a nation. It's just an unbelievable level of support he's provided. Keith, he's he's often remembered as one who uh, spoke his mind, sometimes getting him into a a bit of trouble over the years. Well, I I can only imagine if, if all of us had every comment we made amplified by every amateur (laughs) <laughs> reporter and blogger um how much trouble we'd all be in <laughs> isn't that the truth um, but you know he he was frank and forthright he was ahead of his times but he was also in a lot of ways a man of his times yeah um you know 99 year old man says something that is a little off color is not uh, it's that's not a headline that's that's just him moving forward with who he is there were strong connections, obviously, uh, the Queen and Prince Philip to uh, this country uh, of ours, but um, he served as what I think Colonel-in-Chief with the Royal Canadian Regiment uh, here for a long time. He had a, a special spot for the Canadian Armed Forces. Yeah, very much so, um, and he was made an order, uh, companion of the Order of Canada on his last visit yes. to the country by David Johnston. Um, the, the Queen and Prince Philip came to Edmonton for the Commonwealth Games in 1978, uh, and there's there's wonderful photographs of them in an open air uh, car waving to the crowds. Uh, they they joined Alberta again at, to mark the the hundred year anniversary of the founding of the province in 2005. Yeah. Um, you know, very much connected to Canada, um, loved Canada. I've I've seen different numbers reports of. You know, somewhere between 40 and 70 visits and tours, depending on how you count them. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, very much connected. Came here first in 1951, before the Queen was the Queen, with his his then wife Princess Elizabeth on a on a cross country tour, and and fell in love with the country and and promoted promoted environmental issues here yes. far ahead of a time when people were talking about the environment as mattering. Yeah. Um, Interesting to see those environmental issues passed down to Prince Charles as well, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and, and people have often commented on the the strife in that relationship and mm-hmm. the, the coldness of it, but if you, you look at the interests that Prince Philip engaged in, those are the same interests that Prince Charles is championing. Yeah, um, They're both some of the world's greatest environmentalists well ahead of their time. You know, uh, Keith, uh, you know, uh, bless her, but uh, Queen Elizabeth is, is getting older and we, we, um, we know time is, is limited on, on this earth for every person. When you're, when you're looking ahead, I mean, that is going to be, this is a, this is a huge loss. Um, when, um, when, when the Queen passes, there's going to be a major shift, I think, in, in, in the monarchy. Um, 
and especially then when it transitions, you know, further down the line to, to Prince William, how do you envision, where do you see the monarchy in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 years? Yeah, one of, one of the great things that we have in Canada is this constitutional monarchy. And the system of government we have is, is the reason our lives are so great. Our quality of life is good. Our rights and freedoms are protected. The alternative would be an American-style system where you could end up with a republic, small, small R republic, with an insurrection against the capital and, and attempting to take over power. The, the power in Canada is, is rooted in the crown. And we all benefit from that, uh, whether we realize it on a day-to-day basis or not. But the, the monarchy itself has such a clear line of succession that we as Canadians can be confident in the future of our country and the future of our system of governance. Because it'll go to Charles, to William, to Prince George. And so we have four generations right now of, of confidence in our, our form of government to continue the lives we, live, it's, we lead. It's interesting to see polling uh, showing um, less and less support for the monarchy in Canada, but it's also then amazing to turn around and see the tens of thousands of people who show up to cheer them on when they visit us. You know, when, when, when push comes to shove, um, Canadians embrace the monarchy. And there's, there's a difference between royal watching and a, and a real understanding of our system of government. And when we get down to it, at the end of the day, Canadians will continue to support the system of government we've had because we've been very well served by what we have. And the idea of changing that because of a, a small family issue that's been amplified by the tabloids is absolutely absurd. It's not how responsible nations behave, and it's not how Canadians will behave in the future. And Keith, before I let you go, did you ever have a chance to meet Prince Philip? I did on a on a couple of occasions. Uh, I was presented to Prince Philip and Her Majesty at a state dinner in Toronto during uh, her Diamond Jubilee tour in 2002. But my most memorable interaction was in uh, I was in Toronto at the Canadian National Exhibition. Uh, Prince Philip and Her Majesty were walking a rope line. Him on the side, I was on her on the other. And he came across someone who shared something interesting with him. It was out of earshot for me. (laughs) So interesting that he went back, whatever, 20 feet to find his wife, the queen, grabbed her, said, love, you have to come over here and look at this, dragged her across to the other side and introduced her to someone who had brought him something interesting. (laughs) And and I just, I love that because to me it showed that he was... He was actually engaged yeah. in, in what he was doing, and he was listening to the stories and the people and, and wanted to be part of it. He wasn't just shaking hands and moving on and looking for another vote. He was engaged in the conversation. Great story, Keith. I sure appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for joining us here on 630, Chet. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Keith Roy joining us from the Monarchist League of Canada.